a couple of um, very specific things that we do as nurturing parents is both reading to our babies and toddlers and preschoolers and young children as long as they'll let you. Mm -hmm. I mean, my daughter and I, we read um, Harry Potter out loud when she was a teenager, you know, so if there's things that you can read out loud together as the children get older, that's really fun too. But reading to our children is such a nurturing experience. Hey mama, welcome to the Nurturing Parent Podcast. Do you want to end the constant battles for bath time? Do you find yourself emotionally exhausted at the end of the day? Do you wake up with big hopes for a smooth day of fun with your little ones, only to face an early morning meltdown because you peeled their banana the wrong way? Silly you. (laughs) Hey, I'm Serena. I am a mama of two little ones. And as a new mama, I constantly question myself. I wanted to make sure I was raising respectful kids while also building a strong bond with them. But I discovered that I had to unlearn my ideas that punishment was the way. With Amalisa's encouragement, I've been practicing a respectful and gentle parenting approach, which is working so well for our family. Hey, I'm Amalisa. Amma means grandmother in Icelandic. I am a mama and an amma. And I have over 40 years of experience in childcare and parent coaching. And I am so excited to share the knowledge I've gained over these years with you. Together in this podcast each week, We will explore some easy to implement skills you can add to your parenting tool belt to help you create a happy, thriving family. So grab that laundry, mama, plug in your earbuds, and let's get into this week's episode about what does it mean to be a nurturing parent? Exactly. We wanted to talk about this idea of being a nurturing parent because we have just taken the time and rebranded so that that (laughs) is our name, the nurturing parent. What does that mean? So me in the Emma brain that I have, I wanted to look up nurturing in the dictionary. And here's what I found to care for help and encourage the growth and development of to supply with nourishment and I love this one, to cherish. That's what I found in the dictionary under nurturing. So yeah, to supply with nourishment, that's to have it there on offer and to support them in their growth and development. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why we chose the nurturing parent because that's what we want. We want to be there for support. We want them to develop a healthy self-esteem. We want our children to grow up and be independent and happy and happy memories. And being nurturing kind of fills that and creates that for our kids. So I think that really captures what we want to do for our kids as parents. Yes. And what we want to support you, our listener, in knowing that you're on the right path and in steering over towards this path more, if this is what resonates for you. So Serena, mama of two babies, 
what do you know and what do you practice in nurturing, especially when they're newborns and infants and toddlers, like in those very early years? What are some of the things that we can let our listeners know that are actually nurturing practices? Yeah, for me to be nurturing with my my little, little, little tiny ones, I just try to hold them as much as possible. And I feel like when they're when you first get them in your hands, like that's the best kind of nourished and nurturing thing that you can do for your kids mm-hmm. is just hold them and let them feel that skin to skin, feel your mm-hmm. breathing and their your mm-hmm. warmth from your body, your heartbeat, yes, your breath, the movement of your body. They've been in your body. So by you carrying them around, wearing them in a pack or a, or a snuggly of some kind on your body, they're very familiar with your movement, mm-hmm. you know, and, and absolutely 100%. That is the very foundation of being a nurturing parent is holding your babies yes. for sure. So by doing that, it's baby wearing, I respond to her cries. I don't practice cry it out. Let's give a little moment more to responding to the cry. Babies cry as their only method of communication. Well, that's not true. A baby will, you know, for you first time mamas, your baby will turn its head slightly when it's starting to feel hungry. And it's called rooting and it's looking for the breast. And if you're holding your baby, you'll feel its head turning towards you. Babies don't have to cry. They're communicating with us, but we need to learn as new parents what that communication looks like and sounds like. In the middle of the night when you're sleeping beside your baby and your baby starts turning its head side to side and it's going, "Eh, eh, <laughs> right? Those yeah, little that's baby exactly, sounds. Yeah. yeah that's those are communications from your baby. Now, if we miss those early sounds of signs and sounds of communication, our babies will cry. And the best thing we can do as a nurturing parent is to respond immediately to a cry because actually your baby's been communicating for some time before the crying starts. And we just haven't noticed because we're living in a busy world that's not focused on knowing what those early signs sound like or look Mm -hmm. like. So responding immediately to our baby's cry was what I was saying is really, really nurturing. It creates safety and security at those very earliest days and weeks of our baby's lives. All right, back to you. (laughs) (laughs) One other thing that I think is if I do put her down for her playtime, like I let her struggle a little bit and I don't just, um, I see her reaching for something and go grab it and give it to her right away. I let her try to reach for it and figure things out on her own as much as she can until I know I have to intervene. But That is such a good point right there. Thank you for that. Because when I was talking about immediately responding to the cry, that's the distress cry. That's the cry of I'm hungry. um, uh, I've got a wet or poopy diaper. uh, Something's hurting me. 
or I need to feel your body close to mine again because it's been too long. Those cries. But exactly that is so perfect, Serena. When your baby is struggling a little bit for something and they're getting frustrated, it's okay. They can feel a little frustration if she's reaching for a toy. That's a perfect example. Like she's going to get frustrated and she can't quite reach it. And then she almost does. And then she falls down again. And that, you know, um, and so, yes, allowing them to struggle, to have that little bit of struggle is so important because she's learning. She's learning how to reach. She's learning how to balance. She's learning how to maneuver her body. She's learning how to grasp with her fingers and thumb, you know, all those things. So definitely. And that's where we look at again, the nourishment, the nur- the nurturing versus the indulging, right? Mm-hmm. Also for my infant, just trying to make a lot of eye contact. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to make, make it a point to get our, <laughs> our eye contact in throughout the day <laughs> and making faces and laughing and, you know, getting, yeah. like, making sure that she's looking at me and copying my facial expressions. And I don't know if you know, but the, the distance that a newborn baby can see clearly is approximately 12 inches, 12 to 18 inches. And if you hold your infant in a nursing position and look into their eyes, that's exactly the distance. So they're designed to be looking in our faces, in our eyes. They are learning so much. And and I will say that comes into putting down the distractions, Mm -hmm. putting down the devices when you're nursing that newborn baby. Don't think or feeding it a bottle, whichever you're doing. Don't think that it's a waste of time to just be staring and gazing into your baby's Mm -hmm. eyes. Our babies are learning so much just by looking at our facial expressions as they feed in our arms. It's incredible. So that being present is what I hear in that from you. Yes, 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 exactly. I think, And that starts with infancy, but it goes all the way through Mm -hmm. till they walk (laughs) out the door when they're an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Being present. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So that's how I'm nurturing with my infants now that I have two, two little. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then with my toddler, I really try to get our alone time since now we are a bigger family. So I try to make sure that we're connecting emotionally, just her and I. And I still hold her. I still... Um, now she has a lot more big feelings than when she was smaller. Mm-hmm. So I try to try to validate her feelings for her. And when she's searching for some warmth and some touch, I'm always here for her. I'm always open to her. We maintain mutual respect. I think that's important in having a nurturing relationship is is maintaining that respect. Listening uh, for our listeners, I want to tell you that um, <clears throat> validating feelings is something that we talk about a lot on our podcast here. uh, For me, it is the foundation of a respectful relationship is really developing our ability to listen fully to our children and, um, and develop a respectful, loving, nurturing relationship. The foundation is listening fully with engaged listening, allowing the the emotions to be expressed, 
not always the behaviors have to be allowed by acknowledging and allowing um, emotions and feelings uh, does not mean that you're going to allow all the behaviors. You can curb a behavior in a loving and caring way and say, I see that you're frustrated that your friend took the toy. You can't, I cannot let, I cannot allow you to hit your friend. We're going to use our words to talk and to say, I don't like it that you stole that toy from me out of my hands, but I can't let you hit. Hitting's not okay. Right. So that kind of thing, allowing the frustration to be acknowledged, but not the behavior. So we'll talk a lot about that from week to week. We'll, we'll touch back on this because it really, really is a foundation for um, being a conscientious, present, nurturing, uh, compassionate parent. Yes, and that's important part to nail down because with gentle and respectful parenting, there can be confusion with you just becoming a pushover when you practice this. And that's, yes, that's not what we want. And that's not what we're trying to do for our kids. Having appropriate boundaries and having appropriate age and stage appropriate expectations for our children and, um, and supporting that with a ton of love and playfulness, laughter, playing games, a lot of physical affection. You know, earlier, uh, before we were recording this episode, we were, Serena and I were on our Zoom call and she was holding her baby. And, you know, just, it, it just, in, out of out of nowhere, she's just like, I just love you to her little one in her <laughs> arms, you know? And that spontaneous expression of love, you know, you might think they don't understand our language yet, but they get what that means when mm-hmm. you hold that baby and she's four months old or five months old or 10 months old or whatever. And you just, I love you so much. They get that right? Mm-hmm. It's the energy behind the words. That's what we're looking for is the feeling behind the words. <laughs> mm-hmm. A nurturing parent is one that truly shows how much they love and care for their kids. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. are showing it. it. I think nurturing, you are constantly showing love. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of um, very specific things that we do as nurturing parents is both reading to our babies and toddlers and preschoolers and young children, as long as they'll let you. Mm-hmm. I mean, my daughter and I, we read um, Harry Potter out loud when she was a teenager, you know, so if there's things that you can read out loud together as the children get older, that's really fun too. But reading to our children is such a nurturing experience. And I will warn you, those of you who are not reading a lot to your little ones yet by the time they're toddlers they're going to want the same story over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and you might get well tired of it and you could choose four or five favorites and if there's one that it's just driving you crazy because you've read it a thousand times in the last week then you can put it aside and you can have the Mm -hmm. other four choices 
But what I'm saying is reading over and over and over is something that they want. And just so that you know, they're learning every single time you read that story, they're learning something new. They're also, it's also providing safe and secure sense in their life. They know what's going to happen. They're excited about hearing it again, but it's a safety and security thing. It's really funny. It seems ridiculous to our adult brain, but to a little one, it's so important. And of course, holding them on your lap while you're reading or having them right beside you. Um, and, and then bedtime stories. Bedtime stories are the best. <laughs> bedtime stories. And then for me, the singing, Amma. Guess what the other one is? (laughs) Singing to and with our children. And um, you, our listeners, you might not know that I sing all the time when I'm with children, but Serena's beginning to know that. So (laughs) we'll be going for a walk and the little one's running and splashing in the puddles and then taking big giant steps and and the singing, I'm going to just start singing. Running, 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 oh, so fast. Running, 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 oh, so fast. And one of the things that I love about singing with children is they love it and it will encourage them. So if I want to sing that and then I need them to slow down because we're getting to the end of the street and we're going to cross a road. Walking, 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 oh, so slow. Is a much nicer way of saying, hey, I need you to slow down now. Stop. You know, <laughs> you can just incorporate it into a song. <laughs> and it's a nurturing uh, way of communicating. Yes, it is. And then why? Why do we want yes. to be nurturing parents? Why does this all matter? Well, one of the things I wanted to say was that within the boundaries or the 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 scope of being a nurturing parent, we also want to allow safe and age-appropriate physical, mental, and social challenges. Because that ties into this question, why do we want to be this nurturing parent? Because allowing our children to have a few challenges and to work through those challenges, like you will find toddlers and preschoolers they are going to jump up on any curb and try to balance every time they can. <laughs> it's just what their bodies want to do. Yep. Allow them to do that balancing. It's so good for them. Um, and what it does is those challenges in the physical and the mental and the social and also the emotional promotes healthy growth and development. Mm-hmm. And overall, being a nurturing parent with all of these things that we've talked about and more, we're just kind of scratching the surface here, creates an environment of safety and security. And this helps children build a healthy sense of self-esteem and self-confidence. And what's the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence? That's a great question, because a lot of people think those mean the same thing. Self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves, how we value ourselves. Self-confidence 
is having that self-esteem, that value of ourselves, and knowing that we can get out there in the world and confidently move forward and do what we want to do. Going back to our definition from the dictionary, caring for, helping, and encouraging, cherishing, and supplying nourishment. All of those things equals becoming and being, practicing being a nurturing parent. So in conclusion, in becoming a nurturing parent and doing all of this, what I want us to understand that is so important is that we are going to be raising these little kids into becoming respectful, respectable, kind, responsible, responsible, Mm -hmm. wholesome people. And our most important job is raising kind human beings. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. That's exactly why we're here with you every week. We're hoping to help you raise beautiful human beings who care and respect and cherish others and themselves right? others themselves your relationship yes your relationship as environmentally conscious yes yes so mm-hmm. we we just want to raise good people in this world and we want love and peace <laughs> <laughs> as amalisa is camping for almost three weeks <laughs> yeah so yeah peace out <laughs> <laughs> we love you Hey mamas, so we hope you're liking the new title as much as we are. I am obsessed. I love The Nurturing Parent and I think that embodies exactly what we are. Um, So here are my four takeaways or my four gems from this week's episode. Number one is hold your babies, love them, cherish them, give them all the love you can. That is such a nurturing thing to do is just give them all the love you have and show them. (laughs) And number two is allow them to struggle a little bit. It's encouraging. It will help them grow. It will help them learn. It will encourage their development, but allow for healthy struggles. This is starting when they're a baby. Allow them to reach for toys. Allow them to fall, get up, shake it off, and learn from that. And number three is allow all feelings. That is a huge thing for us here at The Nurturing Parent is allowing feelings and acknowledging feelings. Um, All feelings are accepted. Some behaviors are not, but really allowing for Uh, feelings and allowing your kids to develop words for their feelings as well and number four is really bonding like they're showing love but then there's bonding with your kid and being present with them so reading singing like the singing Emma does and playing being playful getting that one-on-one time that bonding is so nurturing and so fulfilling for our kids and for us (laughs) we need it too it's a little tiring but it's fulfilling thanks for joining us mamas see you next week thanks for being here with us mama hit subscribe to get notified about our new episodes each week and hey did you even learn anything in this episode I know I did. Show some support and send it to your mama friends to bless their day too. Also, by leaving a review, did you know you'll be helping more mamas find us and hopefully find answers to the questions that might be keeping them awake at night? And if you screenshot your review and DM it to us, you will be entered to win a one-hour coaching call at a discounted price with Amalisa. 
or come hang out with us in our Facebook group or on Instagram. Just click our links in the show notes or DM us anytime. We also have a buy me a coffee option for a fun way that you can support this podcast for just as much as you care to give. Just click the show support link in our show notes. Thank you. Thanks so much. We love you.